You're listening to Thoughts from the Ledge, the official podcast of Gray Ledge Advisors with Scott Albracio and Anthony Morgillo. Hi, and welcome back to Thoughts from the Ledge. I'm your host, Scott Albracio, and today I've got Anthony Morgillo as our as our guest speaker. And uh, Anthony, how are you today? Good, Scott. How are you today? Oh, it's uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. You know, I was uh, doing a little pre work before we had this uh, recording session. I found your uh, your your subject matter very interesting. I think we're going to cover the the four tips on avoiding financial regrets in retirement. You know, and I think it's very timely as uh, we come into the end of the year. People are trying to uh, understand their their retirement position. Can they retire anytime soon? Are they going to have to go back into the workforce and whatnot? But you brought up some interesting points that I wanted to discuss with you as it relates to this. So give me a little background on why you chose this topic and what you think is uh, important about it. I think it could be considered basic in some regard. I think it's obviously critical because retirement we find with our clients, as you know, is number one goal. Mm -hmm. Are they going to have enough to certainly support their... Am I going to outlive my assets? That's That's a problem, yeah. And and we've seen some people that over or underestimate. A lot of times we find clients that are perfectly fine that are too stressed out about it, and Mm -hmm. we tell them to relax and maybe spend Mm -hmm. a little bit to enjoy it. And other times people come to us frantic that it's uh, it's too late now what am i going to do so, so we have we found the trend in the marketplace that people are saving enough for retirement or are they still under saving because i know with all the changes in from washington and the secure act they're encouraging people to save more money for retirement so i would believe that there's still a savings deficit when it comes into retirement time yeah i think there is with all the rule changes I, as you mentioned people haven't kept up with the times and the greater amounts that they can put away or different types of plans that mm-hmm. they can uh, do and uh, sometimes they stop and they think it's too late but so like to say there may be some common shortfalls but it's not inevitable that you're stuck it's not never too late so to speak even right. even with retirement planning right i see you 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 quoted here in 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 the in the pre-work 60% of the participants regretted not saving more for retirement absolutely that's yeah. a good portion of the population and 40% regretted not buying a long-term care policy which transitions us yeah. transitions us right into the next topic long-term care i mean is this a critical part of a financial plan in going into retirement at this point in time? We think it's very critical. I mean, it's insurance, so people kind of shut down and could be costly, but obviously the flip side is how costly it could be if you don't have it. So Mm -hmm. these are the people, uh, the surveys are done that are down the road and they wish they could have done something for long-term care. And and thankfully there's options and there's a few more options nowadays than maybe there were 20 years ago. Mm. Um, Yeah, the the market has definitely opened up. It used to be long-term care only. Now it's hybrid life right. insurance long-term care so yeah. if you don't use the long-term care you still get the life insurance portion of it yes yeah there's a couple options uh, uh, there's a traditional policy um, or it's like any other insurance you're going to pay and hopefully you never have to use it mm-hmm. but uh, it is there uh, certainly if you, if you have it in place and that's going to protect hopefully you and your family's nest egg the hybrid policies are good because essentially you retain control of your money. Mm-hmm. So there's a hybrid that's uh, considered uh, an annuity where it's guaranteed funds. You put a lump sum dollar amount in there and you'll have access to it at a certain point in time according to the contract. God forbid you do need it for long-term care. It does convert into long-term care benefits for right. you. Right. And I know uh, I've been in the long-term care business for, for quite some time. And the, 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 the statistic has not changed. I mean, 70% of the people will probably need some sort of long-term care, be it home health care, nursing home uh, type of care. Uh, That's a large portion of the retired uh, population. Another topic that I I wanted to touch on with you is something that is 
front and center in the news right now, inflation. Mm-hmm. I mean, retirees that have been retired for a couple of years probably have, have not seen this level of inflation and the rising prices and everything that we're, we're looking to buy today. So how do we combat or what do we do as it relates to inflation is, 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 if we haven't planned for it? Sure, definitely some sticker shock there, certainly for all of us. I think certainly there's there's many components of the the expenses for the retiree, the health care expenses certainly is a big part of it, mm-hmm. which hopefully they can they can tackle through things like Medicare and uh, supplemental policies. But really um, devising a plan and working with an advisor, like uh, what we do with our clients, we will uh, project out and run a plan and we'll use some inflation numbers that frankly like you said they they're much higher than they've been in years you mm-hmm. know sort of the average long-term inflation may be at three or four percent and you know certainly we we had some higher numbers now but I think a lot of times uh, clients not planning for you know projecting these numbers out is going to leave them with quite a bit of shortfall as, as you know that inflation is going to definitely eat into their nest egg if they're taking out let's say a larger sum than they should be mm-hmm. and they're not maybe investing wisely to outpace inflation number right. one of the big goals is with your investment portfolio whatever risk level you're at, you're at you want to outpace or at least kind of keep pace with inflation so you're not losing that purchasing power Right, which was number three bullet point that I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, how, how do you manage your investments yeah. in retirement given what we just talked about as an expenses, long-term care, now put inflation on top of mm-hmm. that. How is it that we're managing our investments? Yeah, it's always can be tricky. It obviously depends on the client situation. Sometimes we feel like we said before, clients are in better shape than they think they are, so they can actually spend a little bit more. But most other times, you know, the investment plan it has them maybe taking out too much or being at the same. I would I would say being too conservative with their portfolio and withdrawing too much, which is a bad combination. I mean, I mean, if they're too conservative, they're not really growing. They're they're losing mm-hmm. pace right on their purchasing power with inflation, and then on top of that, they're taking money out. And then on top of that, you may hit, you know, if you hit a snag with the markets like we saw in 2022, mm-hmm. um, then you're really snowballing that effect. So really is, it's not a straight line. It's really the sequence of your returns. And depending on obviously when you start investing or where you are at that point in time when you retire, but definitely critical working with us or somebody like us as an advisory firm to make sure we run those numbers out. And we try to err on the side of being cautious and with the numbers. So we're going to use maybe some higher inflation numbers and some lower withdrawal returns rates yes. and returns. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, one of the things that people should come away with from, from this session is that just because you set your portfolio up a year, two, three ago, you need to go back and look at it and make sure it's doing what you needed to do. Absolutely. So it's not we're not going to set it and forget it. We need to make tweaks to it based on the yeah. given the current economic conditions that we're in. Absolutely. And I just had a conversation coming over here today that even though it's a, a window that client was looking at for two years, they, they were actually at another firm and where the market obviously has, as we know, hasn't been too well, mm-hmm. hasn't performed too well the last two years. Um, it's good to look at it as you go because it was almost like a set it and forget it portfolio. And lots happened in the last two years, as we know, <laughs> even with bond prices, especially. So that was something that was affecting uh, this particular uh, person's portfolio. And e- even over that short period of time uh, of two years, uh, it, it really has affected their their overall plan. Mm-hmm. I think the, the final point that we want to address here is the um, being prepared for that unexpected expense, if you will, mm-hmm. the, the ones that pop up that, you know, you didn't plan for in your, in your financial profile. Talk to us a little bit about that. How do you, how does a, a retiree deal with surprises? 
It's a tough one. Uh, it's uh, certainly none of us can be prepared for some of these things, but it's you know, getting back to not to be too repetitive, but getting back to planning. Certainly, if we can look at the overall picture for the client, we want to also make sure that there's not too much in a retirement plan, that the flip side of maybe saving too much in a, in a retirement plan or something that's locked in that they can't have access to, they want to make sure we want to make sure they have outside assets in what's called taxable accounts, regular brokerage accounts, or uh, obviously even an emergency savings plan, which we always recommend for clients to have, whether that's at, at the bank in a savings account or a CD, a shorter term CD of maybe a, a year or two. They want to make sure they have enough for typically it's like three to six months of expenses for emergencies if something should arise i believe that up to the client that they make sure that they're comfortable with that first before investing if they're not they're, they're comfortable with a certain amount in emergency fund because again things are like as you mentioned quite expensive god forbid it's a medical emergency or a major Home expense, home yeah, yeah, something happens, a, you know, a catastrophe or something, making sure that it's it's planned to, to have that money put aside and it's not going to disrupt their retirement plan. Great. Well, Anthony, I, I thank you for taking some time to talk to our listeners about uh, the four tips uh, to try to avoid financial regrets in your retirement time. And it's always a pleasure having you here and we appreciate your insights. My pleasure, Scott. Good seeing you again. Good seeing you. Thank you. You've been listening to Greyledge Advisors Thoughts from the Ledge podcast. To learn more, please contact your Greyledge advisor or visit us at greyledge.com.